In Matthew 5.32, Jesus says, Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. If he divorces a faithful wife and she goes out and remarries, she will commit adultery. But he will be the cause of her adultery. Her husband who divorced her will be the cause of her adultery. And Jesus says, Whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So we have three forms of sin in this situation. The faithful wife who has been divorced will commit adultery upon remarriage. The husband who divorces the faithful wife will be the cause of her adultery, and the man who marries the divorced woman will commit adultery. Three forms of sin in this one marriage. And yet we see at churches today pastors performing marriage ceremonies in situations where there is a divorced woman. This is Antichrist in the churches today. The pastor has fallen away from scriptures such as Matthew 5.32. The people who are being married have fallen away from this scripture. The bridesmaids have fallen away from this scripture. The congregation has fallen away from this scripture. This is Antichrist in the end times at that church group. Pam Paget attended a church in Oklahoma where this happened. She was in the singles class, and often singles classes are meeting grounds for marriage. Divorced women hang out at these singles classes to find a husband. It's a fishing ground. If that woman, that divorced woman, remarries, she will commit adultery. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, according to the Bible. And yet, singles classes are set up, really, for the purpose of finding a mate. They're under the guise of learning the Bible. But I have been in these classes. I know my motive, and I know what those women were doing. I've been in several singles classes through my lifetime. And I saw it all the time exactly what was happening. And it's set up by the church and sanctioned by the church, and these scriptures are not taught by the church. Not any of them I've been in. I've been in many churches, and I have never heard these scriptures taught at any church that I have attended. There was a time I went to a dinner at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas, there was assigned seating at this dinner. I was seated next to a man who was wearing this huge cross. It had to be, well, I'd say nine inches long. He was wearing it around his neck. It was wooden. I knew I was in trouble when I was seated next to him. He began talking to the people at the table. They were round tables, so everybody at the table could hear you talk. He began talking. He said he was a former pastor at Indiana Street Baptist Church. 
And he said, oh, we're having such a problem at the church. Well, everybody looked up at him, wanting to know what the problem was. He said, we have so many people trying to come to church that we can't seat everyone. We have built onto the auditorium three times to try to seat the people. And we still can't seat everyone who's trying to come to church. I said, well, if you would teach what Jesus said in Matthew 5, 32, that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, about half of those people would get up and leave you, and you won't have any trouble seating the people. His mouth fell open, and I fled. There was no way I was going to stay at a dinner and sit next to this man. I'm very particular about my soul. I hope you are too. Though I had paid for the dinner, I fled. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we read, Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day of the Lord shall not come. Jesus won't return until there comes a falling away. Jesus will not return except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In 1982, I was reading this passage of scripture about this falling away. And God said to me by the Holy Spirit, bringing this concept to my mind, quote, the falling away is not people leaving churches. The falling away are the churches leaving the scripture, end quote. Then in 2017, God said to me, restraint, and he gave me this concept the restraint allowing Antichrist to come into the churches happened when the specific scriptures were removed and another doctrine set up in the churches. This is what we are seeing today when we see Matthew 5.32 removed, where Jesus said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. Now they have removed this scripture and have allowed Antichrist to put another doctrine into the churches, which is, if the husband is committing fornication, the wife is free to remarry. It says that if the wife is committing fornication, then the husband is free. It basically is implying that in this scripture. Well, then why is it true that the wife would have the same benefit if she were faithful and her husband was committing fornication? Why wouldn't it work both ways? Well, it doesn't work both ways because we have the scripture in 1 Corinthians 7 Verses 10 and 11, where Jesus, uh, Paul said, This is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, 
But and if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband. That's a rule for the New Testament church for the women. In the Bible, there is a difference between men and women on certain rules. There are certain rules for men. There are certain rules for women. Never under any case was a woman permitted to be an elder or a bishop at church. The instructions for elder and bishop, which are the same thing, really, your elder bishop are used interchangeably in the scriptures. But the instructions are an elder or bishop must be the husband of one wife. He must have multiple children, and the children must show that they are under the authority of this elder. Otherwise, how would you know that he could rule over the church if he can't rule over his own household? So no woman could be an elder or bishop. It would be impossible. Can a woman be a prophet? Are there any examples in the Bible of a woman being a prophet? Yes, indeed. If you will look at Acts chapter 21, Philip had four daughters. He was an evangelist. And those four daughters did prophesy. They were prophets. So yes, a woman could be a prophet. Could a woman be an apostle? What do apostles do? They basically rule over doctrine. We have an example of Deborah, who was a prophetess, but she did the work of apostle. When I, when I look at the work she did, it's the same as an apostle. We have no ruling in the New Testament Bible saying a woman could not be an apostle. And I do have the Old Testament ruling on Deborah, who did the work of an apostle. But we do have a ruling on elders, bishops, that they must be a man who is the husband of one wife. He couldn't have divorced and remarried. He couldn't have multiple wives. He had to be the husband of one wife with faithful children. So yes, there are differences between men and women and the rules for men and women. Is it unfair that God won't let that woman have multiple husbands? Well, it really isn't because she's going to bear the seed and God wanted that seed to be pure and unquestioned. If you will read the book of Malachi, I believe uh, there's a scripture in that. I can't remember exactly where the scripture is which talks about the seed of the woman being pure. But I know that inside me and I also have read a scripture about it. I think it's in Malachi if you want to pursue that. Thank you for allowing me to speak this message to you today.